There are more than 300 episodes of Listen to Sleep, all available for free because of the generous support of our sponsors. And while you'll never hear any ads after the story or meditation starts, you can get every episode ad-free, plus over 100 bonus episodes, all for less than the price of one cup of coffee a month by going to listentosleep.com and clicking on support. Thank you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Eric and this is a bonus episode of Listen to Sleep. Slow, quiet stories to help you fall asleep. You're in for a real treat tonight. Eric Bra is an actor whose work I have admired for a long time. We're both with the same agency in San Francisco, and though we've never actually met face-to-face, we've been in some of the same video games together, and I've heard and seen a lot of his work. You may also know him from some of his sleep stories that he's done for Calm. He's so good, and I know you're going to love the story he's done for you tonight. If you want to know more about Eric and find a link to one of the sleep stories that he did for Calm on YouTube, go to his website at ericbra.com. There's a link in the show notes. Happy holidays, everyone. Here is Eric Bra reading The Gift of the Magi. Good evening. I'm Eric Bra. Welcome to a special holiday listen to sleep story. My gratitude to Eric Ireland and you, the regular listeners. Tonight, I will be reading a very classic holiday story for you. Some might think this is a good message for people living in our current times. A simple reminder that it is each other and our love that makes the season what it is. It is also a token of my appreciation and well wishes for the holiday season 
to you and yours. So lay down, snuggle up, and relax. Settle into the bed and take some deep, cleansing breaths. Now, close your eyes and we can begin to listen to sleep. The Gift of the Magi by O. Henry One dollar and eighty-seven cents. That was all. She had put it aside, one cent, and then another, and then another, in her careful buying of meat and other food. Della counted it three times. One dollar and eighty-seven cents. And the next day would be Christmas. There was nothing to do but fall on the bed and cry. So Della did it. While the lady of the home is slowly growing quieter, we can look at the home. Furnished rooms at a cost of $8 a week. There is little more to say about it. In the hall below was a letter box too small to hold a letter. There was an electric bell but it could not make a sound. Also, there was a name beside the door. Mr. James Dillingham Young. When the name was placed there, Mr. James Dillingham Young was being paid $30 a week. Now, when he was being paid only $20 a week, the name seemed too long and important. It should perhaps have been Mr. James D. Young. But when Mr. James Dillingham Young entered the furnished rooms, his name became very short indeed. Mrs. James Dillingham Young put her arms warmly about him and called him Jim. You have already met her. She is Della. Della finished her crying and cleaned the marks of it from her face. She stood by the window and looked out with no interest. Tomorrow would be Christmas Day, and she had only a dollar and eighty-seven cents with which to buy Jim a gift. She had put aside for months with this result. Twenty dollars a week is not much. Everything had cost more than she had expected. It always happened like that. Only a dollar eighty-seven to buy a gift for Jim. Her Jim. She had had many happy hours planning something nice for him. Something nearly good enough. Something almost worth the honor of belonging to Jim. There was a looking glass 
between the windows of the room. Perhaps you have seen the kind of looking glass that is placed in $8 furnished rooms. It was very narrow. A person could only see a little of himself at a time. However, if he was very thin and moved very quickly, he might be able to get a good view of himself. Della, being quite thin, had mastered this art. Suddenly, she turned from the window and stood before the glass. Her eyes were shining brightly, but her face had lost its color. Quickly, she pulled down her hair and let it fall to its complete length. The James Dillingham Youngs were very proud of two things which they owned. One thing was Jim's gold watch. It had once belonged to his father, and long ago it had belonged to his father's father. The other thing was Della's hair. If a queen had lived in the rooms near theirs, Della would have washed and dried her hair where the queen could see it. Della knew her hair was more beautiful than any queen's jewels and gifts. If a king had lived in the same house with all his riches, Jim would have looked at his watch every time they met. Jim knew that no king had anything so valuable. So now, Della's beautiful hair fell about her, shining like a stream of brown water. So now, Della's beautiful hair fell about her, shining like a falling stream of brown water. It reached below her knee. It almost made itself into a dress for her. And then she put it up on her head again, nervously and quickly. Once she stopped for a moment and stood still while a tear or two ran down her face. She put on her old brown hat with the bright light still in her eyes she moved quickly out the door and down the street. Where she stopped, the sign said, Mrs. Sifroni, hair articles of all kinds. Up to the second floor, Della ran and stopped to get her breath. Mrs. Sifroni, large, too white, cold-eyed, looked at her. Will you buy my hair? asked Della. I buy hair, said Mrs. Sifroni. Take your hat off and let me look at it. Down fell the brown waterfall. Twenty dollars, said Mrs. Sifroni. 
lifting the hair to feel its weight. Give it to me quick, said Della. Oh, and the next two hours seemed to fly. She was going from one shop to another to find a gift for Jim. She found it at last. It surely had been made for Jim and no one else. There was no other like it in any of the shops, and she had looked in every shop in the city. It was a gold watch chain, very simply made. Its value was in its rich and pure material. Because it was so plain and simple, you knew that it was very valuable. All good things are like this. It was good enough for the watch. As soon as she saw it, she knew that Jim must have it. It was like him, quietness and value. Jim and the chain both had quietness and value. She paid $21 for it, and she hurried home with the chain and 87 cents. With that chain on his watch, Jim could look at his watch and learn the time anywhere he might be. Though the watch was so fine, it never had a fine chain. He sometimes took it out and looked at it, only when no one could see him do it. When Della arrived home, her mind quieted a little. She began to think more reasonably. She started to try to cover the sad marks of what she had done. Love and large-hearted giving, when added together, can leave deep marks. It is never easy to cover these marks, dear friends. Never easy. Within forty minutes, her head looked a little better. With her short hair, she looked wonderfully like a schoolboy. She stood at the looking glass for a long time. If Jim doesn't kill me, she said to herself, before he looks at me a second time, he'll say I look like a girl who sings and dances for money. But what could I do? What could I do with a dollar and eighty-seven cents? At seven, Jim's dinner was ready for him. Jim was never late. Della held the watch chain in her hand and sat near the door where he always entered. Then 
she heard his step in the hall, and her face lost color for a moment. She often said little prayers quietly about simple, everyday things. And now she said, Please, God, make him think I'm still pretty. The door opened and Jim stepped in. He looked very thin and he was not smiling. Poor fellow, he was only twenty-two and with a family to take care of. He needed a new coat and he had nothing to cover his cold hands. Jim stepped inside the door. He was as quiet as a hunting dog when it is near a bird. His eyes looked strangely at Della, and there was an expression in them that she could not understand. It filled her with fear. It was not anger, nor surprise, nor anything she had been ready for. He simply looked at her with that strange expression on his face. Della went to him. Jim, dear, she cried. Don't look at me like that. I had my hair cut off and sold it. I couldn't live through Christmas without giving you a gift. My hair will grow again. You won't care, will you? My hair grows very fast. It's Christmas, Jim. Let's be happy. You don't know what a nice, what a beautiful, nice gift I got for you. You've cut off your hair? asked Jim slowly. He seemed to labor to understand what had happened. He seemed not to feel sure he knew. Cut it off and sold it, said Della. Do you like me now? I'm me, Jim. I'm the same without my hair. Jim looked around the room. You say your hair is gone? He said. You don't have to look for it, said Della. It's sold. I tell you, sold and gone, too. It's the night before Christmas, boy. Be good to me, because I sold it for you. Maybe the hairs of my head could be counted, she said, but no one could ever count my love for you. Shall we eat dinner, Jim? Jim put his arms around Della. For ten seconds, let us look in another direction.
$8 a week or a million dollars a year, how are they different? Someone may give you an answer, but it will be wrong. The Magi brought valuable gifts, but that was not among them. My meaning will be explained soon. From inside the coat, Jim took something tied in paper. He threw it upon the table. I want you to understand me, Dell, he said. Nothing like a haircut could make me love you any less. But if you'll open that, you may know what I felt when I came in. White fingers pulled off the paper, and then a cry of joy, and then a change to tears. For there lay the combs, the combs that Della had seen in a shop window and loved for a long time. Beautiful combs with jewels, perfect for her beautiful hair. She had known they cost too much for her to buy them. She had looked at them without the least hope of owning them, and now they were hers. But her hair was gone, but she held them to her heart, and at last was able to look up and say, my hair grows so fast, Jim. And then she jumped up and cried, Oh, oh. Jim had not seen his beautiful gift. She held it out to him in her open hand. The gold seemed to shine softly as if with her own warm and loving spirit. Isn't it perfect, Jim? I hunted all over town to find it. You'll have to look at your watch a hundred times a day now. Give me your watch. I want to see how they look together. Jim sat down and smiled. Della, he said, let's put our Christmas gifts away and keep them a while. They're too nice to use now. I sold the watch to get the money to buy the combs. And now, I think we should have our dinner. The Magi, as you know, 
were wise men, wonderfully wise men, who brought gifts to the newborn Christ child. They were the first to give Christmas gifts. Being wise, their gifts were doubtless wise ones. And here I have told you the story two children who were not wise. Each sold the most valuable thing he owned in order to buy a gift for the other. But let me speak a last word to the wise of these days. Of all who give gifts, these two were the most wise. Of all who give and receive gifts, such as they are most wise, everywhere they are the wise ones. They are the Magi. The Gift of the Magi from O. Henry Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and I wish you the best for the new year. Sleep tight, good night, and sweet dreams.